All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America, and welcome to John Solomon Reports and Just the News. Yeah, I know it's Wednesday. We're not supposed to be broadcasting, but guess what? We've got a special guest, somebody worth doing a special edition of the John Solomon Reports podcast. It's none other than Sean Hannity. That's right. The great Fox News host, my personal friend, the man who helped Sarah Carter and myself and other journalists be able to get to the world the real story about what the Russia collusion narrative was about, the political dirty trick, the media scandal that it was, not the Trump scandal that it was portrayed to be. Sean Hannity is joining us today. He's got a new book out that is a must-read, Live or Let Die. This book has a passion, a a urgency to it that you seldom see in a book. Uh, We're going to talk about what motivated him to write that book, what's at stake in this election, Does he think John Durham will punish the people that carried out the Russia collusion delusion and so much more? The Kamala Harris pick, where Joe Biden is, where what President Trump needs to do to win. We're going to cover it all with the one and only Sean Hannity. We got that coming up in a second. Now, I'm not going to do my normal monologue because I'd rather hear Sean Hannity speak. But here's what I'm going to do just quickly. I just want to flag a story that we have on just the news overnight. I broke it this morning. Uh, We obtained documents from the State Department under a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit, and they show that the Hunter Biden-connected Burisma Holdings firm, yes, the Ukraine gas firm, we've heard a lot about that, it was relentlessly pressuring the Obama-Biden State Department in 2016, trying to get the Obama administration to help it get rid of the corruption investigations, the corruption allegations that were dogging the company back in Ukraine, probably the reason why Hunter Biden was put on the board in the first place, and to rehabilitate the company's image. They wanted the State Department's help. And let me tell you what, these documents show nonstop pressure, a firm called Blue Star Strategies. They even used the Atlantic Council. They were all over the State Department from January of 2016, when the election began, as Trump began his rise, all the way to the last days of the Obama administration in December of 2016, January of 2017. This shows why the entire Hunter Biden, Burisma, Ukraine story constitutes a conflict of interest, the sort of conflict of interest that is prohibited under federal law. Joe Biden should not have been overseeing a policy directly benefiting his son and his son shouldn't, and his company, his son's company, Burisma Holdings, he sat on the board, was paid $3 million over two and a half years, His son's company shouldn't have been using his name, invoking it at the State Department to get its will. That's what we call conflict of interest. That's what we call influence peddling. These documents are explosive. I've got Ron Johnson, who you heard on the podcast yesterday. He's upset because he didn't get these documents. These are an explosive new development in the ongoing Ukraine saga. Check it out at justthenews.com. And I won't waste a minute more. We're going to go to a quick commercial break here from our great sponsors and advertisers. And when we come back, you're going to hear from the one and only Sean Hannity. Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, 
Those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax advantaged, aligned with your values and private. Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor-advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor advised fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews. All right, folks, a very special guest, the one and only Sean Hannity joins John Solomon Reports. All right, John, I love role reversal because I'm always interviewing you and uh, I know great change of pace. Uh, I want to just say one thing to you and I, I want everybody in your audience to know something that you have you define what it is to be a real reporter. You know, we all talk about, you know, shoe leather reporter, out of the, making the calls, unpeeling the layers of the onion, which is what we said we do. And it was March of 2017 when you did the first story about unmasking, right? Leaking raw intelligence. And I remember that I, I kept saying that night, there's much more to this. It goes much deeper because if they did that, they had to do this, this, and this. And we all, we had a small cast. It was not a lot of people and like too many people know the name and we were able to prove that we've been vindicated every single time. The biggest abuse of corruption, of power corruption scandal in history. You made a lot of that happen and you did just old school hard reporting and the media mob, they got everything wrong. I mean, it's disgraceful how wrong they were. There never was any Trump Russia collusion. The worst part is they were warned before the first FISA application. They care about they care about Russian interference, but they're going to ignore the bulk of information that was used in the four FISA applications to spy a candidate transition team deep into the presidency of Donald Trump. And then when they finally got to the subsource in January 2017, then it was even an absolute slam dunk. Shut the lid on it. It never should have been used. And then you look at the House Intelligence Committee uh, testimony that has come out. You have McCabe saying it, Yates saying it without without that dirty dossier that Hillary paid for, there are no FISA warrants, none whatsoever. That means there's no Mueller investigation, none whatsoever. And these people knew it and they kept going and going and going. And then they hired the most corrupt group of prosecutors that literally went on the biggest witch hunt ever. And this was an attempted coup. And we were able to expose a lot of it because of your hard work. So take a long way of saying, Thank God for what you've done. I don't think the New York Times that got it wrong ought to have the Pulitzer. Uh, I suggest you get that Pulitzer. Uh, well, listen, I never have done it for the award. I've done it for the truth. And that's the best reward right. when the American public benefits. I got to admit something. I want to get to your book because the book is just such an amazing piece of work. But before we do, that night we're sitting behind state. I came up to New York, in fact. And when you, yeah. when you said peel back the onion, I remember going back to my car like, I keep hearing there's nothing here. There's nothing here. And your instinct, and I'm curious now, when you look back, what told you, I mean, I, I thought it was just a bad investigation was going to go away quickly. You knew that this was something bigger. What, what gave you that instinct, I think? You know, I, I guess because, unfortunately, um, if they were, what well, we discovered then, it was, this was the unmasking. This was leaking raw intelligence. This was, it just seemed too surfacy at the time for me. And, and for somebody to make that bold decision, which would never happen, and it just, my gut just was, I had a, a five alarm fire of urgency, which I kind of do about 83 days from now when we have <laughs> an election, I have a real urgency about it. And my, just my gut told me, no way, this is not all they did. And then we, I, I kept saying, unpeel every layer of this onion, and we went forward again and again and again. And it's sad. I mean, in so many ways, I don't like going after the FBI or the intelligence community. I made a big deal every single night of distinguishing between the 1% that abused power that were corrupt, and we know their names, and the 99%, you know, they are the world's premier law enforcement agency. We have the world's premier intelligence agencies. 
They put their lives on their line. To, they have to keep America and Americans safe. But we can't t turn the tools of intelligence on the American people. You can't have people with that kind of power and authority deciding that the people of this country are wrong and they're in a better position to decide who's going to be the president of the United States and then have an insurance policy just in fact that if he happens to win, if there's too many of us smelly Walmart uh, shopping Trump supporters out there, right? And, and we all know the names. It's been very slow. Uh, you know, you're pretty confident that we'll know after Labor Day. I'm afraid that the, uh, the extent of the corruption, I, I hope we get them all, because what's at stake here is our constitutional republic, the rule of law. We talk about it. These are not just words. I can guarantee everybody at justthenews.com that if, in fact, they had illegal email sent to a private server that violated the Espionage Act, 18 U.S.C. 793, and every subsection thereafter, um, we wouldn't get away with that. If you had email subpoenaed and you decided to delete 30, 33,000 of them and then you know, use something nobody had ever heard of called bleach bit to clean your hard drive and then bust yeah. up your devices with hammers, right? All right, Democrats never said a word because it's not about truth and the rule of law. The rest of the people in the media, for them, it's not about truth and the rule of law. It, but, you know, they are statists. They are state-run propaganda TV, propaganda newspapers. They're no different than Pravda back in the day in the old Soviet Union. Yeah, and, it's hard for me to say that, but I nod my head because I've seen it now. I, I believe it, and I never believed it for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I always knew there was media bias, which never been this bad. Uh, did you ever think that Donald Trump today would completely and utterly exonerate him? It's it's not only a, an unverifiable dossier; it's it's it was it was never verifiable, and then it was on top of that. Now we know it's debunked. It was, and, and it was debunked in as early as January 2017. You broke the story. You broke, broke both of them. First, that Bruce Orr had briefed everybody at the DOJ and the FBI. Yeah, uh, Steele has a political agenda. Hillary paid for it, and it's not verified. Just, what, seven to ten days before Comey signed the first FISA application? says on the top of a FISA application, I didn't know any of this before we started this, it says verified. Okay, that means he's signing that it's verified. Okay, well, he was warned by Kathleen Kavlak at the State Department. There are other numerous warnings. That's before the first FISA application. So Comey signs, and again, the bulk of information, McCabe said it, Sally Yates said it, is that Clinton bought and paid for Russian disinformation. Okay, so you, you look at that, Comey signs that it's verified, goes to see Donald Trump, the president-elect at Trump Tower, and says, yeah, we have this dossier. It's salacious but unverified. Okay, one big fat lie, right? Um, and then Comey would swear back again in two other FISA applications. How fascinating it's now come down to that recently, because of Lindsey Graham's committee, we know that both Rod Rosenstein, he not only signed the fourth uh, and final warrant, the third renewal warrant, um, but he also charged Robert Mueller. He's saying, knowing what I know now, I never would have signed that document. Well, you should do it then before you signed it. And the same would go for Sally Yates. I never would sign it now, knowing what, what I know uh, based on the falsehood of the dossier. You know, for all the people in the media, this is how corrupt they are and how corrupt Democrats are, because they say they cared about Russian interference. Okay, if you cared about Russian interference, why did you not look at the bought and paid for dossier that was then used by what we call the deep state, the 1%, the FBI, intelligence community that abused power? Uh, why didn't you care about that? How is it that liberals claim they're champions of civil liberties and civil rights? No, they're not, because if they were, they would care about Carter Page. They would care about a presidential candidate and they would see this for what it was. And that was an attempt to influence the election, spy on a campaign transition team and the words of Attorney General Barr deep into the presidency. So, I mean, this runs so deep. It is it's not really complicated, but it's kind of hard to keep all your facts together. And I'm just touching the surface here. And and we you you are the guy that really led the charge going deeper and deeper and deeper. And every new nugget we had, every new layer of that, that onion, as thin as it might be at times, we reported it. And mm -hmm. to your credit, too, you did the same thing uh, with, with the Clintons and Uranium One. You did phenomenal work. I mean, we even had Robert Mueller was the FBI director. 
and Robert Mueller, we had a spy inside of Putin's network. We did. That was reported for seven years. William Campbell, right? Yeah. And I've yeah. interviewed William Campbell. You, you did. You did. William Campbell. Okay. Yeah. So here's William Campbell that is saying, yeah, there's, there's bribery, there's money laundering, there's kickbacks, there's this, this, and this. They wouldn't pay attention to what he was saying, but that was his job. In other words, how did Vladimir Putin get a foothold in the uranium industry when we need to import uranium? It's not like we have enough uranium. Then the people that buy it, you know, they kick back, what was it, $140 million to the Clinton Foundation? I forget the exact figure. Um, what you did on Ukraine, think about that. Oh, Democrats in the media, oh, Donald Trump's phone call. Well, there was only one fact witness in this impeachment hoax, right? You know, only one. Everyone else was a hearsay witness or an opinion witness. Everyone else, well, there was one. What did the fact witness say? He talked to the president. What did the president say? No quid, no pro, no quo, I want nothing. But then you've got a tape, think of the breathtaking hypocrisy of the mob and the media. Think of the breathtaking hypocrisy of Democrats, because you got a guy on tape who's now the presidential candidate of the Democratic Party saying, you're not getting the billion dollars unless you fire the prosecutor investigating my zero experience son, Hunter, who's being paid millions. Now, Hunter, I think, for a 49-year-old man, you know, people, you're attacking his child. He's not a child. He's a grown man. You know, he sits on GMA. Did you have, have any experience in oil? No. Gas? No. Uh, energy? No. Any, any background in Ukraine? No. Well, why do you think they chose you? Uh, he literally said, I don't know. The interview goes, maybe because your dad was the second highest elected official in America in charge of Ukrainian policy? Yeah, probably. Those are his exact words. And so they didn't care about quid and pros and quos, because otherwise, if they applied the same standard, it would apply to Joe and Hunter. So we're now living in an information, and that's why I'm a big supporter of, of your new network. I mean, your new news site. And, and I, use your, I use your stuff with attribution all the time. Uh, and if I don't, it's inadvertent. I mean, if I miss one time, we'll get back. But, but I, I love giving them credit. People deserve credit for their hard work. And, you know, you've broken more news in the last five years than any one single person in the country. And you know what? You don't get the credit you deserve. Frankly, you put up with too much crap in politics when you're at some other place. We like some people there, but there are a lot of people that didn't like the fact uh, that you were, this is groundbreaking work. Um, your book was phenomenal as well. But I gotta tell you, if we don't get this right, John Solomon, here's my prediction. You know, live free or die is the name of my book, America and the World on the If we lose the rule of law, our laws are based in our Constitution. If we lose equal justice under the law, equal application of our laws, then I'm going to tell you something. You lose your country because that, that that's now now we're moving into statism. Now we're moving into totalitarianism. Now we're moving into freedoms literally being ripped away. Now, you know, we're, we are now criminalizing political differences in this country. And that's why, why did, why did Papadopoulos, is, you know, we both know Papadopoulos. The one thing he did say is, well, I would never, nobody's talking to the Russians that I know. But if they did, that would be treason. I'd consider that treason, he said. Or look at the case of Paul Manafort. That case was dead, gone, and buried until somebody, you know the story, uh, you can go to January 2017, Politico. There was other outside interference. You had a DNC operative going to the Ukrainian embassy in Washington, D.C. for the purpose of digging up dirt for the DNC on Donald Trump from a foreign country, uh, and they ended up dragging out a case that had long been dismissed about Paul Manafort. And Manafort, Roger Stone. All right, Roger Stone's a bigger-than-life personality. Maybe some people don't like his politics. I don't know. He has a Richard Nixon tattoo the size of like this on <laughs> his does. back. On his back, yep. Did he really, for the process crime of lying to Congress, need 29 guys in tactical gear, frogmen? And, oh, the CNN ca cameras happened to be up at just the right time for that pre-dawn raid. What a coincidence, John yeah. Solomon. Didn't that Horowitz report also name, let's see, Comey, McCabe? Weren't there referrals in there for there the process crimes that got... Those two men, Stone and Manafort, they got them to have pre-dawn raids with guns in their face. And in one case, CNN camera. So uh, we're at a crossroads. 
this is what, to me, 83 days now or thereabouts, this is what this book was about. This is why I wrote the book. The same urgency you asked me about is how I feel about the country and the election. And that is that you've got the biggest campaign donation ever in the history of politics. And that is the 99% of media. We are 1%. That's it. All hands on deck. And the American people, I believe, will be there and they're going to see through this. I can't say for certain, but I hope because the consequences are going to be dire. And that gets into the whole issue of the stated policies of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and uh, now Bolshevik Bernie socialism literally plagiarized again a lot of it from Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders used to be an outlier. He used to be a fringe lunatic. The Democrats now he's in the mainstream, that the crazy old the crazy old guy from from Vermont. Yeah, well, now he's, he's Vermont, mainstream. Yeah. You know, Joe's pledging trillions of dollars for the new Green Deal madness. Okay, getting rid of oil and gas and everything's going to be free. Good luck with that because that's going to end in failure. Um, so you got the most yes. radicalized ticket. Uh, you know, even their positions on police, law and order, safety, security, that's on the ballot. Higher taxes, lower taxes. The I courts are on the, on the ballot. You know, what, what is your judicial philosophy? Amnesty, United Sanctuary States of America, all on the ballot. Foreign policy, you want to keep bribing mullahs in Iran, or do you believe in taking out Soleimani, uh, Baghdadi and Associates, beating back the caliphate in Syria, right. and, and the al-Qaeda leader in Yemen? You know, it's all on the ballot, John, and I'm worried, and I have the same urgency I, sh I, I showed you about the deep state in March of 2017 right. about what's going to happen and how people are going to choose. So the live free part is, this is the greatest country God gave man. We've got, we, we, have, we have created wealth and a standard of living, and this country, albeit imperfect, has advanced the human condition more than any other governmental system designed by man. It's true. It's simple, it's because- Every day. Because of freedom, liberty, capitalism, risk, reward, hard work, initiative. Okay, now they are, they are telling us that they will tax us into oblivion, get rid of oil and gas, and that they're gonna promise everything's free. How's free working out with that Obamacare thing? Oh, that's right, every promise they made is broken. Millions lost their doctors, millions lost their plans, and everybody's paying on average 200% more. And almost 40% of the country only has one Biden-Obamacare exchange option. Okay, how's government right, doing right. with Social Security and Medicare? Last I read, John Solomon, you're a pretty smart guy, you know, investigative reporter. I would think that you agree with the assessment that they're going bankrupt. They're both headed for bankruptcy. They are. How's law and they order are. working in, in cities that have been run by liberal Democrats for decades? How are they? That's the most fundamental role of government. Are they keeping grandma, grandpa, right. mom, dad, and children safe in New York City, Chicago, Portland, Seattle, Los Angeles, San Francisco? Because last time I turned on the news, uh, Portland was in day 75 of anarchy. And now the mayor is talking like President Trump after criticizing President Trump. Now he's talking like Trump, like, hey, you shouldn't be setting buildings on fire with people in them. Oh, really? Yeah, exactly. Long time because he was out <laughs> That's there what the president you know, said. marching with the anarchy. He was on the opposite side of it. So there's so much at stake, John Solomon. Um, the die part is we abandon all the principles that made us great. That is, that is all in play, you know, and I, you always got to worry about a Republican winning the office of the presidency, right? Because they start out with the 55 electoral votes in California, massive amount, no shot we're going to win California, no shot the president's going to win New York, in my opinion. Uh, New Jersey, not a good shot, maybe 5% maximum. So you start out without, start out without Illinois. Okay, now you got to win Florida. Georgia, North Carolina, Arizona, right? Then you gotta look, can I pick off Nevada? You also have to win Iowa. Can I win Nevada? Can I win New Mexico? Can I pick off Pennsylvania? Can I pick off Wisconsin, Michigan? Uh, maybe even Minnesota, I'm seeing polls that that might be in play. The president got very close yeah, in 2016. Yeah, in play this year. Right, then you gotta go and look in the, the Northeast. What about New Hampshire? And it could all come down Really, this could all come down to one congressional district in the state of Maine, and that's congressional district number two. And one electoral vote could mean the difference between 269 and 270 electoral votes. 
So that, you know, I, I listen, I'm just going on and blabbing here, but I, you know me, this okay. is who I am and this is what mm -hmm. I believe. And I have a five alarm fire in this head of mine and this heart of mine and my soul, my solar plexus is churning because I hope America decides right. I hope we, we stand by the principles that have made this country great. Donald Trump's record is second to none, for, you know, and even with coronavirus, he'll never get credit for it. I make the case that he did do all the right things while Joe Biden was calling his travel ban 10 days after the first identified case. Let's see, hysterical xenophobia and fear mongering. Really? Because right. what were the Democrats doing? They were in the middle of their impeachment witch on trial in, in, in the Senate. Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't want any distractions. That's right. And then yeah, just yeah. the first quarantine. Let's see, we had travel bans, subsequent travel bans. Then we had uh, the first quarantine, what, 50 or 60 years? No Democrat would have done that. That saved an incalculable number, hundreds of thousands of Americans from contracting the disease and, and ultimately dying. Um, did, was everything done perfectly? No. China lied to the world. Uh, did the scientists here get it right? Nope, they blew it. Were the models right? Nope, they blew that too. Did they go ridiculously low with models? Yep, they got that wrong. I had said from the beginning, it's going to be when, not if, that we're going to have rebounds. The great news is Arizona, Florida, Texas, first, Florida. first they, they leveled, right? Before you flatten the curve, you see the slight decline. The next step, which if patterns hold, will be the precipitous decline. And then a significant portion of the population having antibodies when, when this is all over. And then we got to watch the new hotspots emerge. Uh, therapeutics are moving right. and we're in final stage vaccine trials after eight months. President Trump started Operation Warp, warp Speed. This is Warp Speed. So anyway, I'm talking too much. So let you talk on your show. I read the book over the weekend and the the sense of urgency is really palpable. And it's funny, I'm a big fan of John Adams. I, I, I grew up uh, idolizing John Adams. We probably look a lot alike. We're from the Northeast. I'm cranky. He's cranky. I think we would have made great friends. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I just need more hair. I didn't have the hair he had, but otherwise. I got plenty um, if you need some. I may need some pretty soon. Yes, it's getting there. But I, I was thinking there's some the urgency and the passion you have for liberty is so much like the founding fathers. I mean, if you read back their documents, you put it in modern language, but you're really channeling what this country was was built on. How did we lose an entire generation of millennials who don't seem to who think socialism is better and and are always angry at our country when it does all the amazing things it does every day? It's a great question. I actually have polls in there. I believe in the, my fourth chapter on socialism that actually that that shows exactly what you're saying is true and that is i can i can intellectually understand the appeal well i'm going to have free education from from pre-k all the way through college it's going to be free my government says it's free and and i'm going to get uh my student loans paid for me forgiveness student loan forgiveness and when i'm finished with school Oh, my government, how great are they? They're going to make sure I have a government-guaranteed job and a government-guaranteed wage. And then they're going to give me a government-guaranteed vacation. Mm -hmm. And they're going to give me government-guaranteed healthy food. And they're going to give me the government-guaranteed health care. And if you're Kamala Harris, you don't even want the option. And then we're going to have my government retirement. It's going to be waiting there for me, and I'm going to have it, and I get it, because the government promised it to me. Now, maybe there, there. I go through the history, I, the chapter is called Socialism, a History of Failure. I can understand psychologically that basically takes all the stress of life away. Now, I don't know what life would be like without stress. I thrive on it. I live in it. I swim in it. I sleep in it. That's what defines <laughs> who sure I am. I can't help it. Yep. You know, the first time that light went on, I just go. And I think, and when I'm off air, I'm thinking about what the next go is going to be about. And that's how I roll. Um, probably not the healthiest way to live. You know, everyone on my staff go on these extravagant vacations. Uh, my vacations are in, let's see, Singapore, Helsinki, uh, Vietnam, you know, wherever, wherever Iraq. Oh, right. Vietnam, you know, that's I, right. I travel where the news is. That's where I go on vacation. Yeah. Um, never had a European vacation for fun. <laughs> we got to work on that. Um, and everyone looks at me and they're like, what is wrong with you? I said, yeah, I'm not normal. I agree. So... But so I can understand the psychological component of all that. I can. The only problem is it's been tried in many forms. Mao's revolution, 
the Bolshevik Revolution. Look at the former Soviet Union and and the satellite states and Hungary and Bulgaria and Czechoslovakia, Yugoslavia, Poland, etc. How did that work out for people? How was East Germany versus West Germany? And the people in East Germany, they needed a wall to keep people from leaving. In West Germany, nobody was going near that wall because nobody wanted to join the other side. And people risked their lives, right? More in modern day, look at the people that come from Cuba, the murdering dictator Castro brothers, right? People get in the most broken down, dilapidated, rickety boats or inner tubes in shark infested waters, risking their lives and their kids' lives for a better life here. We have this insane wet foot trifle, right? And it, because it's worth it. Or why do we see these caravans coming from, you know, you know, El Salvador, Nicaragua, or Honduras, and through Mexico? I mean, and you know, serious smuggling. That's why the president's building a wall in part. So it is a, an appeal that has been taken on many manifestations and many forms. But no matter what, this is what happens. The promises will never be kept. You don't need an MIT mathematics or engineering degree to know that all those promises, everything's free. Okay, 94 trillion new green deal, 10 years while simultaneously eliminating oil, gas and coal, the lifeblood of the world's economy. You don't need an MIT or Harvard degree to figure out that ain't gonna work, all right? Simple, all right, Medicare for all. What's the latest estimate? 50. Two trillion dollars, right? Anywhere between thirty, some whatever trillion to this. Okay, I go back to the simple basics. How did they do with the Obamacare promises? So they'll set people up, and then what inevitably always evolves. And that's why I did the history of it. Is that okay? The promises are made. They're never kept. They're unfulfilled, and you lose freedoms. You lose opportunity. And we will destroy the greatest governmental system, albeit imperfect. We can always become a more perfect union that God gave men. And with it, we will give up our freedoms in the name of false security. That is a price way too high to pay. That's the or die part of the book. Live free, follow right. America's principles or die. You know, and look at what their stated policies are. It is a guaranteed disaster if implemented. That's that's my admonition. Yeah, no, it comes through in the book. And first, congratulations. It's 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 just gone gangbusters. But it's a fantastic read. And, and you come out, your heart's pumping when you read it because you feel your passion. There's not any doubt in that book. You know that you, you see these next couple of years as critical to the next century of Americana. Um, what does President Trump have to do in this election? I mean, he's obviously got a record that's uh, got a, a large checklist of accomplishments. How does he break through all these distractions uh, of street protests and flip-flopping on uh, COVID that the scientists have done? How does he stay focused on getting the electorate to a place where he wins again? Listen, uh, there's certain things. Just to add one point to the last thing, though, that you mentioned, Reagan told us freedom is but one generation away from extinction. Let's not make it this generation, because I stand on the shoulders of four poor grandparents, and I mean dirt poor, on the shoulders of two parents grew up really poor, Bed-Stuy in Brooklyn, my dad, South Bronx, my mom, mom's a prison guard, dad's a family corps probation guy that also was a waiter, right? So Reagan said, freedom's but one generation away from extinction, let's not make it this one. Look, Donald Trump is going to be Donald Trump. You know, this idea that people are going to tell him how to be Donald Trump is not going to fly. Um, I think there are certain fundamentals that he's actually doing. And that is obviously COVID is a curveball that nobody saw coming. I think he just needs to remind people, you know, the hand he's been dealt, the world's been dealt, why we've been dealt the hand. China could have contained this. They didn't. And this is what China did to the world. OK, and then remind people about the the travel ban 10 days after the first identified case of Corona and then the subsequent travel bans. And oh, then uh, what was next? Oh, the, the quarantine, right? Remind him that it was the largest, fastest medical mobilization in the history of mankind. He built the hospitals in New York. He manned the hospitals he in did. New York. He used the Defense Production yeah. Act. Sent the mercy ship. Sent the mercy ship. Yeah. And the idiots in New York, New Jersey and Pennsylvania they didn't even fill a third of the beds. They left them empty. President manned them, converted them to COVID capability. And those idiots, through executive orders, New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, 
starting on March 25th, then March 29th, and then April 6th, they send COVID patients to one place you don't send them, to elderly facilities and nursing homes, long-term care facilities. Donald Trump didn't do that. Cuomo, Murphy, and Wolf did that. Whitmer was just out of her mind. So, you know, remind people, we didn't run out of ventilators, gloves, masks, PPE, shields, you know, et cetera. We, we did, they did the best they can, the biggest mistake. You look at, for example, the, the elderly population in Florida. Why did Florida, if you look at their death rate from the entire time, people criticizing Governor DeSantis. Governor DeSantis made the one smart decision. He's outperformed the country. Outperformed the country. Yeah. And same with Texas. Even after this recent spike, they were able to keep their state open because they protected the most vulnerable, which is the one thing that stayed consistent in all this. All right, so you got to do your best. We're now moving forward. Uh, the president's Operation Warp Speed, final phase trials for vaccines. We have therapeutics. Uh, we never ran out of a ventilator. We're now sharing our ventilators with the world that needs it. Okay, then you got to talk about the economy that he built. Now, if you look at Obama and Biden, what, when they left after eight years, what was their record? 13 million more Americans on food stamps. I know it's a broken record. I say it all the time. Eight million more in poverty. Lowest labor participation rate since the 70s. They had the worst recovery since the 40s. The lowest home ownership rate in 51 years. And they took on more debt than all 43 presidents and vice presidents before them combined. Donald Trump cut taxes. He, he literally, you know, figuratively, obviously, uh, just carpet bomb bureaucracy and got rid of it so that businesses weren't being burdened by governmental regulations that prevented them from even doing business in any sensible or reasonable or commonsensical way. And that led to record low after record low after record low unemployment for every demographic, especially those disproportionately and negatively impacted by the Biden-Obama economy. African-Americans, one record low unemployment number after another. Same right. with Hispanic Americans, Asian Americans, women in the workplace, youth unemployment, and African-American youth unemployment. Why didn't they break those records? That's the question, Joe, why didn't you do it? You know, why? You know, a lot, a lot has been talked about, um, you know, in terms of Joe Biden's racial history, which I find repugnant. And I'm like, okay, well, Donald Trump set those records. Donald Trump committed more money for the longer period of years than any president for historically black colleges. He's the one that worked with Tim Scott to build opportunity zones in disadvantaged neighborhoods. Uh, this is the- and Reviving the old Jack Hemp idea. Right, yeah, exactly. Rising tide lift all boats. Uh, we go back a long way, him and John Kennedy. Um, <laughs> the president did criminal justice reform. Why didn't Joe and Barack do it? Why? He also did police reform. Why didn't they do that after Ferguson? Joe and Kamala were out there convicting publicly Officer Darren Wilson. Well, even Biden and Obama's Justice Department said that shooting was justified after two investigations, then two more state investigations. By the way, another story I got right and the mob of the media got wrong. You know, they got wrong. Uh, That's right. I got Ferguson right. They got it wrong. I got UVA right. They got it wrong. I, I got Duke Lacrosse right. They got it wrong. I got Richard Jewell right. They got it wrong. I got the Russia hoax right. They got it wrong. Uh, and the same with Ukraine and quid pro quo Joe. Just a short list. And I'm not bragging. You know, I just, <laughs> those are pretty big stories. Yeah, well, I mean, no, it's we, true. I, I mean, listen, that's what ails America. Yeah, it's our media. I mean, our founding fathers thought the free press was important, but we've given up that right. We've done a terrible job. It's, it's their version versus ours. You want tax increases? You want tax cuts? You want more regulation or less? You want open borders and amnesty, or do you want secure borders or the sanctu United Sanctuary States of America? Uh, do you want energy independence or not? Do you want to peace through strength or do you want to give the mullahs another 150 billion in cash and other currency? You know, do you want handcuffs on our military so they can't beat the caliphate or you want to take out the caliphate? Uh, no president has been done a better job for the cause of religious freedom for the American people and for our relationship with the great state of Israel than Donald J. Trump. You know, no president is. And he said it the other night in an interview I had. No president has accomplished more specifically that have positively impacted African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, minorities in America. And that's his policies that did that. 
So that's. Do you think that's a secret weapon that we may see a change in the voting dynamics here, where Hispanics and African Americans so. come out for Donald Trump in ways that we haven't seen? Listen, he got. Do, do you see numbers 8% like percent of the African American vote in 2016, and his, right. his appeal was, "What have you got to lose?" You know, right? If, if you look at all these liberal cities, as I said before, and are they, uh, we're talking about liberal Democrats elected for decades. Okay. Are they keeping their city safe and secure? No. Check. How are they doing in the education of our children in those cities? Because we spend more per capita per student than the entire industrialized world. There's, there's actually 13 public high schools in Baltimore. John, not one child in 13 high schools that's proficient in math. Okay, you can't fail anymore. Isn't that crazy? So they're failing on safety and security. No. They're failing on schools. Uh, you know, I mean, what have they done? And to say, well, what have you got to lose? Well, now it's everything you have to gain because we can gain back. Listen, we're, we're, we're now, I think, in the back quarter of this coronavirus pandemic, the worst since 1918. It's been very difficult for everybody. Nobody knew, saw, or lied to. Okay. What's out of that? The next step is let's go. Put your foot to the gas and let's rebuild the country. And President Trump will do that with urgency. Now, I watch Joe Biden like you do. Does he seem to have the mental acuity, alertness, the strength, the stamina for the toughest job in the entire world, leading the free world and in, very, in a world that has a lot of darkness and evil? Uh, John Solomon, I don't know. He seems, well, frail, weak, tired, confused, confounded. And he seems like, you know, by midday, he needs a hot cocoa and a nappy. That's how I've been saying it on air. <laughs> so no problem. The media talking about Ronald Reagan and the age question. Right. Well, if Joe Biden did, God forbid, win, well, he would be older his first day in office than Reagan was when he left That's after right. eight years in office. Yeah. So do you think the debates are a pivotal moment when people look at Donald Trump? I mean, they're only four years apart in age, but in in stamina and energy, they're like, do you think the debates become a really important moment for the American people? Listen, I I had to guess, I'll be charitable. I would imagine Joe's going to drink a lot of coffee, maybe more. <laughs> okay. Barrels of it. They're going to try and get him as alert. They're going to get him all memorized up with his lines. He'll do fine, is my, my guess. Um, I, I, I don't see vigor and, and strength and, you know, authority. I mean, and I'm not being critical. I mean, he's an older guy. He's, what is he, 77, 78 years old? Um, now, Look, I would look at Bernie Sanders just to show I'm fair and balanced. Bernie's got plenty of energy. He's got laser focus. He's now going to be Joe Biden's economic czar. AOC will be the environmental czar. Uh, Beto O'Rourke is the gun czar. And now we got Kamala Harris. Wow. Okay. Good luck. The country, it, it'll, be, it'll, it'll be a disaster, an unmitigated disaster. When you look out over the horizon now, Sean, you keep talking about the media being sort of a, a, a political action committee for the, the Democrats. How do we fix that? And I've sat a lot of nights trying to wonder, how do we get the industry back to the way it looked like when I joined it? Do we just destroy it and burn it down and start over? Do you have some thoughts as to how we fix a, a very broken news media? You got to hope. I mean, you look at, like, say, a Charlie Kirk, right? He's, he's like a next generation guy. And there's Kaylee McEnany would be another one, right? Uh, or these young, you know, young people. I can't mention them all, and I'm going to. Jenna Ellis, yeah, yeah, right. okay. Or, you know, any of the, any of the people that we're talking about, they have a they have a heavy lift behind them. And you know, I'm kind of glad. On the one hand, I'm at this stage of my life and career because I don't give a I don't give a you know what I don't care. <laughs> you know, everybody's been told, everything's yeah. been said, and I right. just don't care. You know, whatever switch you're supposed to have that says, oh, you should care what people say and think about you does not exist in my brain any longer. It's gone. <laughs> and that's a strength I think the president really has even more than I yeah, do by a long shot. Pretty clear. Yep. But I don't know because when 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 you have a group of people that are that dedicated to advancing one socialist uh, cause after another um, and they are just willing to be liars and lazy and have a political agenda and, you know, up is down and down is up. And inaccurate. 
sat and be yeah, and then never apologizing, never retracting, never getting the story right. But by the way, they're screaming. I have to. All run. right. Well, this has been incredible. One last question for you. Uh, I don't mean to. I don't mean to. Uh, one quick question because I got it from a member of my audience last night who asked me to ask this. I think it'd be kind of fun. What's it like to have a personal friendship with the president? I mean, you have a unique perch where, you know, you're, you're, he really trusts you and you have this friendship. What is that like? So we you have know? been friends for 25 years. Um, I never confirm or deny people, you know, write all sorts of things that we talk every day. I will neither confirm nor deny the following, any of this, that I will never confirm or deny I talk to a source or I will never confirm or deny you can believe what you want. But the person, let's say pre-president that I know, that I know today, is one of the nicest, most generous, hardest working people you'd ever want to meet. And when, you know, I had to put all my credentials on the line and say he will govern as a conservative. I did say that. Many conservatives That's were like, right. yeah, right. He, they didn't trust that. No, they didn't. I said, I know him. You don't know him. He's going to do what he says he's going to do. And I've been vindicated there also. And it's sad the way they've treated him. And he's a force of nature. I mean, what you see is what you get. There's no, I'm going to say this in a primary, do this in the general election. There's Donald Trump, right? And he kept his list of promises, kept are enormous. And he'll do it again. And we'd all be better off for it. He doesn't need this. You know, when you're a billionaire, you don't need to go through this hell and this aggravation and witch hunts nope. and conspiracies. Sometimes you wonder why he goes through it anyway. It's, yeah, it's got to be aggravating. I'll tell you why, because he loves yeah. the country. That's the That's answer. It. So, and I know you do, too. You're a great patriot, John. Well, and I'm happy. That, that I'm so goes happy for you, too, Sean. You have a great well, team around you. you, too. Other great shows with you. Congratulations. I, I'm really excited. And, folks, if you haven't bought the book, you've made a big mistake. Get Live Free or Die Today. It's the best, best read of the summer. Uh, and, Sean, I just want to. Amazon.com. Amazon.com. That's where I got mine. Um, listen, I want to thank you personally, because at the beginning of this Russia collusion case, if we didn't have your bullhorn, no one would have paid attention to my stories. And you took a it took a courageous act to trust this reporter. And I want to thank you. Uh, I never doubted you. You've done amazing work. And I got to tell you, New York Times needs to give back the Pulitzer and give it to you. That's where the Pulitzer moves. <laughs> start that effort. I'll take my joy in the next story. That's what I that's what I live for. The next story. Thanks for all you do. Hey, folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon just the news family. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, that wraps up a special edition of John Solomon Reports. Yes, the podcast 
from Just the News. You know all about us now. I hope that was worth your time today. It was so great to have Sean Hannity here. Big thoughts, big ideas, big passion. Uh, we got to cover just about everything. What the president needs to do in the election to win. What uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris face. Uh, what's going to happen maybe in the Russia collusion investigation. Will those who foist it, that uh, dirty trick upon the American public, finally get punished by John Durham and Bill Barb. We covered it all. I can't thank my good friend Sean Handy enough for coming on and taking the time. He's busy on a book tour. We were blessed to have him today. We'll be back tomorrow with our regular programming. Until then, be safe, enjoy your family time, and most of all, check out Just the News when you get a chance. There's always something breaking there today. Angie's List is now Angie, A-N-G-I, the nation's largest home services marketplace. And they're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project is, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. That's what you want, right? I'm uh, thinking about building out my basement in my cabin. I've been perusing Angie, looking for just the right contractor to get it done the way my wife and I want it done. Now, Angie can help you find the best price for your project. Angie lets you request and compare quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie has cost guides that tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and right in your neighborhood. That's important, right? You can do comparative shopping. Get started today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today. The app and the website are free to use. Angie.com or the Angie app. Go check it out today. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bike, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z -Pak. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twchealth/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%.